Hey, 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 this is AP and Spence. We're two lawyers talking college sports and sports law in general. This is season two, episode 35. It's gonna be a little short than it's a little shorter than our normal than our normal episodes. Got a little stuck on some legal stuff today. Yeah, well, and it's you know, it's Memorial Day weekend. Uh, it's gonna be Carmageddon. Uh, out there, if you've heard about this, I've right? Not heard. What's Carmageddon? Carmageddon is it's going to be the biggest traffic day of the year. Is the Friday of Memorial Day in Oregon? So this is going to be yeah. So I five is going to be like you've never seen it, Spencer. It's oh, going to be oh yeah. So you're going to get home tonight about ten thirty. Well, I don't go on I five. <laughs> oh, you do. So good. I feel bad about that. No, 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 I, I'll, I'll be able to breeze right <laughs> over the Selwood <laughs> Bridge. I'll be home yeah. and. Yeah. In 20 minutes, man. Yeah, this is nothing. But this is going to be a great weekend. Three-day weekend, right, for us at least. we got the sun's out. Your guns are out. Absolutely. As they always are when mine, the suns are out. Mine are not registered, and so they're put away. But, uh, but your thighs are going to be out later. Is thighs out, one? sky's out. Yeah, sky's you know out. I mean? <laughs> and, uh, and they're out, you know, I mean, as, as they should be. As and, they should be. You know, and so, yeah, we're going to have a big week. And uh-huh. there's some interesting stuff going on uh, in this kind of ever-changing landscape of how do we – change college sports how do we change well specifically right specifically how do we how do we compensate the athletes more than they're already be compensated being compensated yep. by now and this is what i wanted to talk to you about today before before we took off yeah there's a bill being introduced in congress that's being sponsored by uh jamal bowman is a, 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 a these are all house representatives <clears throat> a uh a, Andy Levin from Michigan and Lori Turan from Massachusetts. They're, they're sponsoring a bill that essentially would allow college athletes to make, to be compensated from the school for their athletic ability. Right. Whether by scholarships or other means. And to be allow them to specifically organize, form unions, and collectively bargain for better pay, better safety, better playing conditions that they're owed. And 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 so, you know, to me, this 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 is such a hot button issue right now, and yeah. I and I really and I really I really think that it's it's a lot of it's being politically motivated. But yeah, wh- I guess the first question is, what do you think about college sport, college athletes being able to unionize and being able to, um, you know, negotiate a, basically a better better potentially better compensation, better playing conditions, etc. I think it's a bad idea. It's going to be a, it's going to be a dangerous road, right? You're going to turn these people into employees and there's going to be tax implications, workers compensation issues. Um, you know, athletes are already getting quite a bit. People forget about that, right? You go to college for free. Like somebody that goes to USC, they used to estimate that would be about a million dollar value for food, gear, scholarships over the course of 4 years. A million dollars. You're making $250,000 a year to play, be an amateur athlete. You're not a pro athlete. You're an amateur athlete, right? And so I think as you start doing this, you're going to have people banding together, people that are causing problems. You know, you're going to have uh, riots. You're going to have, not riots, but you're going to have protests, I guess is the right word. You're going to have people refusing to play because they didn't get enough compensation, tax implications. There's such a... And then really what's going to happen is it's going to get so expensive and bogged down for colleges to have these programs. They're going to probably some way, somehow do away with Title IX. Say, fine, we're not going to have Title IX anymore. Let's right. not have that for college athletes. You guys want to be pros, basically. There's not Title IX in pros, right? And, and then let's, let's cut a bunch of sports, and all we want to have is football and men's basketball. Right. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. And, and what, what's interesting, and I agree, with, I agree with that take, but what's interesting to me 
is that um, Lori Turan, who is one of the, uh, and I may be butchering her names, she's one of the sponsors of this bill. Uh-huh. Uh, she actually played volleyball at Georgetown. And she says, she says, the NCA uses a system that collects massive amounts of revenue off the backs of unpaid labor, funnels it upward, and offers no way for athletes to negotiate the compensation, safety, or playing conditions they're owed. It's, t- it's time to finally end amateurism as we know it. Now, I would venture to say that her women's volleyball program that she played at at Georgetown, which she, which she probably got a scholarship for, right. probably didn't make any money at all for the university. In fact, probably lost a good amount of money. Wouldn't you agree? I agree. I agree, yeah. And, and so, so the question is, so when she says collects massive amounts of revenue off the packs of, backs of unpaid labor... She's referring to basketball yeah. and football, men's basketball and, and football, and, and a select, and it's some women's basketball programs. Yep, yep. You know, here's the thing. College sports doesn't make any money unless it's football. There's a handful of basketball programs, but pretty much it's just football, and everybody else hemorrhages money, and it's for fun, right? It's to give people an opportunity to get a scholarship to go to school, uh, that wouldn't normally be there. Like, hey, you want to keep playing volleyball? Yeah, come to our school and you can get a scholarship to go to college or a partial scholarship, play some volleyball, have some fun. It creates some jobs for some coaches to be assistant coaches, head coaches, recruiters, and it's kind of fun for the school. It's good fundraising. That's really what it is. Well, and it's and it's required. And it's a law because of Title IX, right? Right now, yeah. Title IX requires that there be equal amount of scholarships yeah. and athletic opportunities for both men's and women's sports. Right. Right. So so and and a university has to have what sixteen Division One programs, yeah. right, in order yeah. to be Division One. Yeah. Which is really the only way that any of these programs make any money is if they're a Division One program. Right. So essentially, what. We're what you I mean, I and I agree with you. What what I think is going to happen is they're going we're going to do away with Title nine. We're going to have to do away with Title nine and we're going to have to do away with the 16 sport requirement in order to allow these school, these athletes to not be amateurs anymore, quote unquote. Yeah. And then then they're going to just say, okay, we're only going to have men's football or men's football and men's. Uh, basketball and all we're going to cut all other sports yeah because it doesn't make financial sense right you're going to have volleyball and say well how do we justify having a volleyball team travel food hotel different payments the whole thing scholarships and and it's it's losing two million dollars a year how do we justify that from a business standpoint we can't so let's just get rid of the sport right and that's what's going to happen and you're going to get rid of these sports and you're going to have just uh yeah Football at some schools, and then football, men's basketball, and then women don't have the chance to get scholarships. They don't have the chance to play, and you just hurt yourself in the foot. In a lot of ways, it's like, hey, let's raise minimum wage to $20 an hour, right? That's a good concept. Some people are going to make uh, money off that, but then what's going to end up happening is some places are going to say, well, then let's just automate everything. We can't afford that, right. so now let's just set up a bunch of check stands that are automated and people can self-go through. So you kind of shot yourself in the foot, like, yeah, we raise the wages, and then it eliminates jobs. And so it's kind of like you got to think about some of those issues, the unintended consequences of your actions. It sounds great of like, yep, uh, you know, because really how far do you want to take it? I mean, does every athlete need to be making $100,000 a year? Are you going to have every women's volleyball player making hundred grand a year, getting lots of endorsements, being athletes? And they're basically pro athletes also playing, um, going to school for free, getting a lot of gear. Where, where does it end? You know, and, and I remember Dr. Uh, or no, it was, uh, Justice Kavanaugh said, um, how far does it need to end? How far does it need to go? 
when are the athletes going to say, well, this is enough? I don't think you ever do. You're going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing as much as you can get. You know, the WNBA players would love to make $12 million a year. They don't. You know, they make like 60000 a year, 100000 a year. Um, but they want $12 million, but in the pro levels, there's no Title IX. It's like, okay, it's, it's got to be cost-benefit. WNBA brings in a lot less money. Player, they make a lot less. And so that's what's going to happen. The unintended consequences, you're going to have Title IX is going to go away, the, the limit of 16. Because the NCAA can just do that with a wave of a pen. Say, fine, you only need two programs to be Division I. Great, everyone's going to go football, men's basketball, everything else, cut. You've seen schools cut programs like a snap. Little right. Stanford, 11 programs gone. Everybody would get fired, laid off, it would go away. That part of the economy would go in before you know it. BYU and USC would have football and men's basketball, and that's it. Yeah, I, I just don't think that they're really thinking about this, right? I think, I think again, the idea, the, the idea of allowing these – because, yeah, like what – What's the bargaining chip that, that the women's volleyball team is going to have against the school? Like, like if the women's volleyball team says, look, you know, we want, we want to be paid more. We want to be paid what, equal to what the men's volley, football team is being, is being paid. Well, the men's football team brings in the vast majority of the money. Yep. So, the, so the women's volleyball team says, well, we want some of that too. And the men's football team says, well, hold on. You didn't make that money. That's off our backs. That's not off. That's not your back. Right. No one's coming to watch. And you. then the school says, "Okay, women's volleyball. We're just going to cancel the program." Yep. Yep. That's and that's exactly what's going to happen. And people say, "Well, no, that won't happen." It, it will happen. That that's that's how it'll work. And um, because if you're if you're operating in a capitalist society, which is where we are, you can't. There there's there there's no there's no real monetary benefit to having any of these Olympic programs. And I and I'm not just and I know we're picking on women's volleyball. But I'm talking men's and women's swimming, uh, men's and women golf, men's wrestling, women's volleyball, men's volleyball, track, track. There's there's very few track and field. You know, there's I don't I wouldn't I would venture to say that even Oregon, probably the top one of the most well-known men's and women's track program probably doesn't make money. It doesn't. Yeah, they've already done that study. Yeah, it's literally like 80 percent of football programs and like three men's basketball programs that make money. That's it. In the whole country, everything else loses because it costs so much to put the operation on. Even though track, you know, they might have uh, the Pac-12, they're on the Pac-12. Pac-12 doesn't share those distributions. But like NBC's not picking up uh, the track games, right? You know, and there's no, the, the people in the stands go for free. The, the first two rounds of the women's volleyball tournament weren't even on TV. Yeah, yeah. The only way you can make these monies is the big TV deals. And football right now has that in men's basketball where CBS... ABC, that's where you get the big money. Without that, you're not getting the big money. And so the ticket sales are kind of nominal. Even if they have, oh, we had 5,000 people show up, everyone paid $10. Hey, we made 50,000, but it cost 33,000 to put it on and do all the things. So yeah, they made 16 grand and it gets, it's just not enough money. It doesn't generate uh, enough money. And, and, and then the coaches want to get paid. Like the, you know, the head track coach probably makes $350,000 a year, right. you know? And so the salaries and the travel and it just eats it all up. And so unfortunately, if you want to have college athletics and you want to have that and not have it just be school with either a bunch of club teams, which I think actually is where it head, it's headed more of the Ivy league model where sports is not important. It's just fun. And they have tr- local tryouts for current students. Right. 
I think that's what it's going to. And, you, yeah, you, local tryouts. If you play volleyball, you don't get a scholarship or anything. But just go have fun. You want to play? Go ahead. Try out. Right. And, uh, or they'll just cut a bunch of sports and say, yeah, football, men's basketball. That's, I that's think that, you're right. I hadn't thought about that. That's, that's, that's the way this is going. This mm-hmm. is going to go into a club model yep. where schools are going to have clubs. Because and, and and, they, won't, they won't be able to afford to pay scholarships anymore. No, they won't. And, and so there'll just be a bunch of clubs. And then it will be interesting. You'll go and watch really watered-down sports, just people. Yeah. That are, yeah. I played one year of varsity in high school, and you know, I'm I'm five ten, you know, weighing nothing, and I'm you know out there doing whatever, and it's just going to be kind of for fun, like it's D three or something like that, and nobody's going to go, and 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 then football would be like Harvard and Yale football and stuff, where it's fun, I guess, but those teams, imagine those teams going up in in you know. It, well, yeah, but but right now the NFL requires you to be three years out of high school in order yeah. to play. Yeah. Right. And so I, well, I don't think, I mean, the NFL isn't going to change that. They don't, the NFL doesn't want a bunch of 18-year-olds coming in and playing, or 19-year-olds. Yeah. So, so, so our, there's going to have to be some, t- I mean, something else will, will come up, yeah. right? And, and whether that's these universities setting up club teams that, that they pay them as, as individual athletes or something, yeah. something else will, will, will happen. But it is going to completely destroy college athletic, athletes as, athletics as we know it, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, all right. So this is something that I mean, obviously, it's not law yet, but we'll keep an eye on what what how how Congress, uh, you know, whether they approve this or whether it gets processed. But um, right now, I I just it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No. And they're not looking at the iceberg. They're seeing the tip of it. and They're not looking at the underneath part that has a lot more layers to it. Yeah. All right. Well, like I said, this is going to be kind of a short one. Uh, yeah. We, we just we, we want you, if you're listening to this, to get out and have some fun. Let's have them fun this Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, yeah. Three day weekend coming up. You know, lots going on. And uh, listen to the podcast. Yeah, please. And it'll be yeah. probably like a 20 minute or <laughs> but you're probably going to be refreshing, right? You're thinking because our podcast can go 40, 50 minutes. And so most people love those and, longer and they shows. want more. And they At want the more, end, they're yeah. like, why is this not two, three hours? <laughs> Uh, but this one's going to be a little bit shorter, but that's okay. That's okay. You know, well, hey, you know, speaking of, let's talk a little NBA basketball. I know we're, we're you know, two lawyers talk college sports and sports law in general. That I know that's true. a long tagline, but it's perfect for lawyers, right? Because we always have these exceptions to exceptions and these little and, 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 and that's what we're doing here, et right? Et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, right. And so you just, you don't, you can't pin us down. That's right. And we're going to talk about whatever. And we're, we're not defined by anything. Now, how about this, you know, Spencer? Now, first of all, Suns Lakers, right? Yeah. Everybody had the Suns. Uh, a lot of people had the Suns winning that. Lakers were down. They lost Oda, you know, the first game. And I think a lot of people thought they're garbage. They're done. And what do they do? They bounce back, win two in a row in pretty convincing fashion. Yeah. They've got a two-one commanding lead. I think the Lakers are going to end up finding a way to beat the Suns. I agree. I agree. I think that Chris Paul's hurt, right? Yeah. Who? Which I I think Chris Paul is an incredible player. Yeah. But he is a regular season player, right? So like yeah. the second that. Because he did the same thing when he played for the Clippers against the Blazers, right? Yeah. The Clippers were in control of that series a couple of years ago. Yeah. And then Chris Paul hurts his hand, and then the Blazers come back and win it. Yep. Yeah. And Chris Paul seems to continue to get hurt in the playoffs. And I feel bad for the guy, but because he seems like he's a good guy and a great player. Yeah. You just can't seem to stay healthy. No, Blazers have a few of those guys, too. You know, it's funny... Looking at talking about the Blazers, I had a couple thoughts. You know, yeah, they opened up and they surprised me with the first game. They went to Denver, took a commanding one zero lead. And I thought, wow, they're really and showing they, up. And they looked good. Looked good doing it. 
Now Denver, mind you, is without I think their second best player. Yes. You know, he's 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 hurt, he's out. So you're getting a, a little bit of a weaker Denver team that has been good this year, but not incredible. They did add Aaron Gordon, uh, so they're a little bit better. They they got the Joker, who's unbelievable. Uh, you know, but Murphy, right? Uh, you know, it, it's is what's his name? The first name is it's uh, I can't remember, but the Denver's name. Uh, he, he's the number two guy. He's their score. He scores like thirty points a game. Right. But he's out. So I thought the Blazers had an opening to win this, right? And then they they followed up with a terrible game two loss. Awesome. Looked really flat. Then they Kate Brown moved mountains and moved coronavirus on the eve of the game, so eight thousand fans could go to the Moda Center. And restrictions are down. Everybody shows up. They're loud. They're rocking. It was all set up for the Blazers to take a 2-1 lead, and they just didn't get it done. They were down the whole game, and now they're in a terrible hole. Down 1-2 with a must-win tomorrow on Saturday. You don't win tomorrow. It's over. They're going to lose 4-1. Yeah. It's over. You win tomorrow. It's 2-2, but you're still in a huge dogfight. That's right. And I don't because here's the thing. If you think about it mathematically, Phil Jackson used to always kind of break this down. If you're down one to two in a series and you make it two two, they're going to go back to Denver. Do you really think they're going to go back to Denver and win that? Even no. if they did and took a three two lead, then they're going to have to go back to Portland and win again. Are they not going to beat Denver three times in a row? No, they're just not. So the only thing they can hope for is making it two two, going back to Denver losing. Coming back to Portland, winning, and then trying to win a game seven. Well, game seven is a coin toss. If you get to a game <laughs> yeah. seven, I, I like Blazers' chances just because I think yeah. Lillard is the best player on the floor. But it, but if we lose this next game, it's over. It's over. And so Blazers, I, I think uh, the Joker's just so much better than Nurkic. Uh, yeah. He, he just yeah. is. Nurkic well, is good. Remember, Nurkic was at, at Denver he was. when they brought the Joker in, and then they traded him to Portland. Yeah. Right? yeah. So they look at the two and they thought, this guy's better, and they kept the Joker, and they tr- and they traded yeah. Yusuf, yeah. who I really like. I think Nurkic is great. He's been injured a lot, yeah. right? And yeah. Joker has seemed to have a little bit more durability, uh, so that's that's a little bit of a. Uh, yeah. But ho- hopefully, you know, I mean, I, I'm a Blazer do or die guy, and I know oh, yeah. you are too. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm hoping I, I'd love to see him find a way to win it. But how disappointing is it going to be, Spence, if they lose on Saturday, they lose in Denver, they lose four to one. What do you do with the Blazers? Uh, you know, at this point, I think, you know, I don't think Norm Powell sticks around, right? I right. Because he wants to go to a winner. He said that. He thought uh, this was going to be a winner. He thought this was going to be a winner. I think, I think you've got to, you got Carmelo Anthony is probably out. He's done. You know, he's gone. He's I think, writing his memoirs are coming out. He's Ter- done. I think Terry Stotts is probably gone. Yeah. You got to bring in a dynamic coach. You know, it's too bad. Uh, you know, Monty Williams, like, look what right. he's doing in Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, we were a couple of years behind on him. Yeah, um, it'd be great to have. And then you you got to find. I think you've got to find another. Um, you you got to keep Nurkic healthy. Yeah, and and then they thought Robert Covington was going to be this defensive stopper, and the guy. It's like, I I just don't see. I just don't see it. Maybe maybe he's injured. I don't know, but yeah, he's not certainly he's not certainly living up to who I thought he was going to be. He's yeah. a good player, and I like him. Yeah. He comes a lot. Comes with a lot of energy. But I think you got to get a better three, a better sh- uh, a small forward, yeah. and you know, and then hopefully Covington and Nurkic improve and get healthy, and and then you you run it again. I mean, it, you know, it's too bad we lost Nick Batum, right? Like I feel yeah. like Batum would be a great fit for this team, but yeah, he would. We'll yeah, and Hood, and I, I feel like the Blazers are going to have to ch- trade McCollum. I think that's just coming. They're going to have to go McCollum and package him 
with a, a couple players. They also don't have any picks in the NBA draft. That's right. So they're going to have to make some moves. So I think trades are coming if they can't find a way to get out of the first round. If they can get to the second round and be competitive against the Lakers, maybe win one or two, I think people give them a nod and say, hey, pretty good year. Right. But, yeah, if they get smoked and it's 4-1 against Denver, what that really tells you is the Blazers are not built to beat very many teams in the playoffs. Because they, could they beat the Lakers right now? Could no they beat way. the Suns? Can they, well, they can't even beat a depleted Denver team. Yeah, and that's probably their best matchup. And right. They couldn't, I don't think they can beat the Jazz. Um, you know, so I'm worried about the Blazers. I'm not sure if they played a seven-round series against the Warriors. They, would, they might win in seven. But right. the Blazers right now, what they have is they kind of got – Role players and Lillard, and that hasn't necessarily worked. They need another power forward. They need a 6'10 guy that's a star, and they need to package a few guys to go out and get that, I think. And uh, they treated Carmelo Anthony really well, so I think stars want to come here. But they're going to have to figure it out. Uh, stars want to play with Lillard. They right? do, yeah. I think he's a special player, and and, yeah. and, and he's loyal, right? Yeah. So, so you don't want to trade Lillard away. And, and you know, it will be interesting to see what how Lillard responds if McCollum goes somewhere. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. He's going to have to bring in uh, like a stud, and maybe you do a Giannis or something like that from Milwaukee, and you trade Milwaukee. Hey, we'll give you Anthony Simmons, we'll give you C.J. McCollum, and we'll give you some draft picks and two other players. He's going to leave next year anyways, and now you got a bunch of uh, assets for him. Blazers get him and make a run. You know they're going to have to do something like that because right. Lillard only has a couple more years on his window, and then it's going to start closing. Right. And so the Blazers have a they're in a pressure have, cooker. You're going to have to create a big three somehow. Yeah, somehow. And right now we have a big, like, what, one and a half maybe? Yeah, yeah, almost a two, but it's a one and a half to two. It's not quite enough. Right. You need a big three or at least a big two and a half. They're going to need one more big player uh, that's like a star in the league. And then I think then they can go out and win it. But look at the Clippers, right? The Clippers are struggling right now. They went out and got a couple of big names, but they don't have much around those names. Right. You know, the reason the Lakers can do it is because, you know, LeBron can just take over a whole game. That's right. And, and the, you know, and, and the refs give him all the benefit of the doubt. The Blazers have been getting some tough calls, too. Well, that sounds a little uh, controversial. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. Well, if you look at the point <laughs> differential, they, or the, the call differential, it's, it's significantly in Denver's favor. So Denver's either being way more aggressive or the whistles are going a little uh, heavy on the Portland. I'm not sure what it is right now, but we'll find out. But bottom line is they got to win the, on Saturday. It's just a must win. Well, what do you? What's your prediction? You know, we always we always predict. What's uh, yeah. your prediction? I think Portland gets it done. They okay. find a way to just the, the threes will start clicking. They'll have a big game. I don't. I can't imagine Denver beating Portland three games in a row. And so I think it's going to be two two. Then they go back to Denver. I think Denver wins it. They go back to Portland. Portland wins it. We're in a Game 7 situation here right. in about five or six days. And then it's going it. to be a tight Game 7. I love it. I love it. Well, let's, let's hope that's what happens. Yeah. All right. All you Blazer fans out there, we hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy the game on Saturday. Try to get to a TV and watch it. Uh, be safe this Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. You got any plans? Barbecuing, riding uh, bikes with the girls, hanging out, enjoying three days with uh, the little ones. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to be playing a little baseball tonight, baseball tomorrow. Some yard work, and then we're going out to the beach. So Sounds should fun, be man. a fun, fun weekend. Everybody, stay safe. Barbecue up some uh, yummy food, and, and let's 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 bring summer in in style. How about that? It's coming. It's arriving. It's gonna be about eighty-five degrees this weekend. Let's go. Love it.